0: Let's stand together. Thank you, Adrian, for a good lesson uh, this morning and glad for each one that's in service this morning. Thankful for our visitors, thankful for our regulars, and we're thankful to have Travis home, even a little while, and uh, glad to have him here and thankful for his uh, service to our country and thank the Lord for his presence today. And I think it's important to be thankful that it's not snowing outside. Right you ever you never heard me say that before I don't think, but uh, in the rain and that's holding off for a little while and then they say we might get two to three uh, inches of rain later today. who knows they have they don't have any idea till tomorrow then they'll know what we're supposed to get today. But could you imagine two to three inches of rain if it would turn to snow? wouldn't that be just blessed? <laughs> but anyhow, we'll see how how things go so. Um, glad for each one that's here today and let's bow our heads for a word of prayer Father we thank you for the good day we thank you Lord for the lesson this morning about grace and we just pray that you continue to help each one of us just to draw close to you, depend on that grace we're so thankful for it today, we pray you touch us in our service this morning and then Lord in our special program tonight we're asking, asking that you would help us there as well thank you for each one that's here thank you for your presence that's with us be with us throughout the day, in Jesus name we pray Amen, you may be seated Okay, I have a thank you card, uh, and by the way, I also posted one on the on the bulletin board uh, from our Penview students, Penview College students. Um, thank you, thanking the church for the gifts, uh, and then they, they all signed different ones, signed and wrote this, that, and and, and thank you in there. So you can stop by and see that. Um, thank you, dear church family. You made such a difference, and it's so deeply appreciated. Thank you for all the phone calls, messages, get well cards, visits, meals, and sweet treats. We also thank you for your prayers. God is so good, merciful, and faithful. Charlie and Dorcas Bowser. And we're glad to have them back. Actually kind of like a week early uh, because they were, he was supposed to be on his, his uh, having his port uh, injection things done for another week, according to the nurse side of things. But the doctor said, oh no, no, it's over. It's over now. See, my orders, and he read the orders, and see, it's over. So they're done with that. So isn't that great? It's good when it goes that way. And then I asked Brother Charlie, did you fire your nurse? yes, she is fired. So that's Sister Dorcas. But they look like they're still getting along. So we're, we're thankful for the way the Lord's helped them, and let's do continue to remember them in prayer. He'll be on antibiotics for several months yet, but we're just thankful for the way the Lord has helped them. I have something special I'll read to you. Tonight we have our Christmas program and we, our service time tonight is at six o'clock, okay? Because we're, we're going to adjust it up a half hour for our outreach ministry uh, kids because their service downstairs on Sunday night is from six to seven. Um, so we're gonna move it up to six o'clock tonight because they're a part of that uh, service and we look forward to that uh, tonight. Uh, but I wanna read to you uh, a letter uh, that was written Uh, to Jeff and uh, the church. And Jeff and Brittany do such a wonderful job. And uh, everybody that's on board, so many on board and helping and more and more coming on board. Marvin been on board um, and uh, different ones that are teaching down here and playing and outreach uh, on the bus, driving the bus. All those things are so very, very important. Even down to the making of the snacks, the meals. um, We appreciate all of that. And some people aren't able to do any of those things, so they give uh, money toward it, and we appreciate that uh, very, very much as well. And so thank you so much for all your help. But uh, this here's what it's really all about, and this just, uh, when this was shared with me last week, I said, I want to share that with the church. Dear Jeff and church, thank you for all you do. I just wanted to say Christmas is not about presents. It's about God and family, and church. I think about church on Christmas. I love how you guys and girls teach us about God. It's the most powerful thing in the world. God is my most powerful, loving thing, or should I say Father. I may not know everything about God, but without you guys, we wouldn't know anything about God. But with you guys and girls, we know a lot about God. And God is your present, love Lucas, so I thought that was really, really nice I couldn't have said it better than myself, and I'm just I just said, Jeff, let me share that uh, with the church so uh, let's do continue to remember our our uh, bus outreach uh, for the community. I want to say thank you to thank you to those that were able to help us Wednesday night to go out and uh, Carol around the area went around the area, some new places, and we also we, we broke into two groups and and one of the groups went in to uh, really follow the bus route where we went. And, uh, and, and it was a, they got a mixed response, I'm told. Now, some people, you know, who aren't used to that, they might have closed the door. But other people who knew who we were, I guess, uh, they came out and sang along. And even some of them jigged along. And I think some of them even requested a verse or two over. And uh, so thank you so much for your help. We had an interesting thing. Uh, Where we went, we went to this um, very elderly couple's place uh, up the way here by the name of Smith, and it was interesting because the old feller came out and sang with us. He caroled with us, and I tell you what, Paul Smith, you have a beautiful voice, and I mean that. He was just out there just singing with us. I thought, man, this guy can really sing, so we need to get him on a special uh, list for here at the church, but... That was great. But thank you all for your help. We do appreciate that so much. Let's join them, Brother Adrian. Let's sing out.
1: All right. How many of you like choices? Oh, come on. How many of you like choices? You know you like choices. When you go to a restaurant, they better have choices, right? Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a choice, some of you, all right? I'm not going to give the orchestra and the music pianist and organ. I'm not going to give them a choice, okay? But this is the deal. Let's turn to 28 in our chorus books. Musicians, you need to turn to 170 in the hymn book. Now, if you all want to, that's the choice you have. You can turn to 170 in the hymn book or 28 in the chorus book or in the Christmas book, all right? So I'll let you do that, but it's the same song. It's just in a much more friendly key for myself, okay? All right. Once in Royal David City, let's sing it together. Once
2: in Royal City.
1: anything I could add to that, I would like to sing a verse about going there to see him sometime. <laughs> All right, once in Royal David City. We don't sing that very often, but very beautiful song. All right, 12 in your Christmas books, 180 for musicians in the hymn book, while shepherds watch their flocks. Why don't we stand if you're able to this morning, doing well, as you always do let's sing this good old favorite carol this morning 180 number 12. while something he would like to share with us this morning. Thank you for your good seat.
3: As Adrian taught such a terrific lesson this morning, I really appreciated it about the unspeakable gift, salvation through grace. And that gift at Christmas time is what kind of prompts us to give gifts to others in remembrance of the greatest gift we could ever have. So this morning, I would like to present to our pastors and their wives, if they would come forward at this time. And pastor's wife. we have a gift from the church for them. Usually, well, our gift was undeserved. Grace, we were undeserving of it. As Brother Adrian pointed out, we were all desperately wicked in sin, but the mercy and the grace of God came down to give us give us something that we never deserved, but we could never buy, we could never get otherwise. Well, we don't really have the ability to give to our pastors what they deserve, but we love them and want to show our appreciation for them. So at this time, we'd like to give each of them a gift. God bless them. worthy of our support and our appreciation. God bless your brother. Let's give them a... Thank you all for your contributions.
0: Once a fella gets that much age on, they think they can run the show. Thank you, God bless, Uh, appreciate it so much. I know the other fellows and their wives do too, so God bless you. Um, We go to prayer today. I want you to remember Pat in prayer. She's, uh, we've been praying for her, Uh, she's been, she's failing, she's not doing well. But if you could just remember her and her family, extended family in prayer. Let's remember um, the families of, when we think about Brother Ed's uh, brother-in-law passing away. Um, Let's remember this family in prayer. Uh, David Wagner family, and then we think about Sister Cooley uh, passing away. Let's remember Brother Cooley and their family uh, in prayer. And then I think about um, Francis passing away. That funeral's tomorrow at Millmont uh, Church. And I think back to when my wife and I were, well, when we were uh, dating, uh, you know, 75 years ago, whatever it was. But uh, we attended church at Millmont as students and uh, Bob and Francis, they were just great friends uh, to us. And uh, in fact, it, well, there's, there's a lot of stories to tell, but um, I just ask you to remember uh, them in, in prayer and that God would, would be near them, the Stroop family, the kids, and, and I'll ask the Lord to just be with them, especially tomorrow. And, and then um, I know that there are some in our church that are facing some uh, physical situations. Some's been in for some tests this week, this past week, and some ongoing uh, things that are there. And uh, I'm just so thankful to know today that He's still on the throne. And we're going to be talking about Jesus tonight in the in the program. Um, It's going to be on Jesus because His birthday. And I think you know the same Jesus that did miracles back then. He's still doing miracles today. And uh, so. Um, we just want to continue to remember one another in prayer. We're happy to see Anna here today. Glad that she's doing as well as she is and thankful for that. But I know some others that have to go through some tests uh, very, very soon. And so we're praying the Lord would just touch and help. I mean, he's a great physician and he asks us to, he invites us to call upon him uh, for these things. And so um, just ask you to help us remember one another uh, in our church. Remember our community outreach, but, uh, especially even tonight, um, the, the families that have been touched uh, through this, and the Lord would continue to minister. And then I think about, you know, Pennview just came through this time where they just, uh, Brother Darren uh, directed the, the uh, program, the, the Christmas musical there. And I think about um, brand new people who were there on the campus that I'm aware of Thursday and Friday, uh, that I was connected to that were there and said how much it meant to them. Uh, and it's interesting because one said, you know, Brian, they said, you know, Brian, I've driven through Penn's Creek all my life. And I said, I don't remember there being a college there. And uh, well, for the first 18 years of my life, I didn't know it was there either, but for other reasons, but um, there is, and they went this year and they enjoyed it so very, very much. and. Uh, I think about that, and I just pray that God would use that as an ongoing ministry, um, that it wouldn't just be, you know, entertainment, uh, because there's a message, there was a message there and a story there, and that it would sink down in their hearts. So that's been a prayer of ours that we uh, think about often. Do you have anything on your heart you want to share this morning? I know we have special requests, some of Dee's friends, uh, we mentioned Sunday school this morning, and we want to remember them in prayer for a physical touch I think about, uh, Joseph and his boy that uh, needs a touch physically, uh, very, very uh, serious. This would be Sarah Mil- Miller's nephew, and uh, he needs a touch f- from the Lord. And let's pray for this family. Ellie? Stephen. Okay. Let's remember Stephen, Ellie's boy. in prayer. Deb, and Larry as they travel, and any others? Unspoken requests on our hearts today? Other needs, burdens, God's aware of each one, and uh, let's just uh, take our burdens to the Lord, and, and, uh, and you know, they say, the little song says, take, your, take them to the Lord and leave them there. And we do. We do, we try that, we, we practice that, we, we, we wanna do that. But you know, sometimes they, they come back to our minds, they come back to our hearts, because they're weighty, the things that are weighty. And I just feel uh, not at all out of place to say, Lord, we've been praying about this for a long time, we need your touch, we need your help, we're endeavoring to trust you, believe you, but we bring it back to you. And so there are burdens and needs and God knows about each one. Let's stand together prayer this morning. Brother Kohler, would you lead us in prayer? <laughs> Yes, sir.
4: way of announcement this morning. Unfortunately, we didn't have bulletins this morning. I have one copy that is half handwritten in what was missing because the printer wasn't working right this morning. Uh, But as far as announcements, it's pretty simple. Tonight, next Sunday night and the following Sunday night, we have things happening here at the church. Tonight is the Christmas church program. Brother Spengler already alluded to that. That is at 6 o'clock as opposed to 6.30. Uh, so make sure to show up for that, show up on time for that. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the children from the bus ministry playing a part in it. We're looking forward to that this evening. Next Sunday night, which is Christmas Eve, we'll be having a candlelight service, regular time, 6.30. Then the following uh, Sunday night, which is New Year's Eve, we'll be having our communion service um, here at the church. Ushers, if you'll come, we'll wait on you for the morning tithes and off. All right, Brother Hoffman, would you ask God's blessing on the offering, please? Lord, how no blessed we are to be in your service this morning. Thank you
3: for being blessed about. Thank you, Lord.
4: For your giving and thank you musicians for that offertory. This time we'll have a special number in song.
5: The manger, looking at this little stranger, wondering if he'll be like other boys. Looking down across tomorrow, knowing there will be some sorrow, I still know he'll bring 10,000 joys. God with Jesus, in the quiet where no one sees us, or when he is with me in life's noise. If I speak, I know he'll hear me, and to know that he is near me always brings to me ten thousand joys. God, you came to me and my heart sings because I know that you are mine. In you I find ten thousand joys, enough to last through all. shine through all
0: Thank you, Michael. It was wonderful. Praise the Lord. He sang at the funeral for Sister Cooley the other day. That song about stepping on shore, and uh, I love that song. I Love that song. My wife and I were trying to remember of an old preacher friend of ours that sang it years ago, and uh, where it was. And uh, Love that song, just think of stepping on shore. Oh boy, one of these days, one of these days. Now don't anybody go right away, all right? Live your life for Jesus, reach everyone you can to take with you, and then maybe when he comes back to he'll just take us all home at once. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I can speak for myself, I, I think it would be quite an experience to go up in the rapture. It'll be quite an experience. I can tell you this much folks, when we leave this world we won't miss anything about it. Won't miss anything about it. Praise the Lord. Well I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning to John's Gospel again chapter 1 verses 6 down through verse number 17 we'll read. Let's stand together. I was a little concerned that maybe Brother Adrian would get on my uh, sermon uh, this morning uh, when we were thinking about Sunday school lesson but he he didn't. Got up close to it a couple of times, and then, uh, and then he, he went a different direction. So that's, uh, that's all right. And I suppose if he would have gone on, that means that those were here then, and those that are here now needed to hear it twice. I guess that's how you process something like that. But um, it was a good lesson this morning, and I want to talk to you about uh, the same subject matter before us in John chapter one, verse um, six, down through verse number seventeen. I want to talk to you about this thought, the title of this message Grace and Yet More Grace. Grace and Yet More Grace. John's Gospel, chapter 1. Begin reading with verse number 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. nor of the will of man, but of God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have, we, have all we received, and grace for grace, where the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. It's good to have the Hoskins visiting with us today, all the way from western Pennsylvania, and uh, ask Brother Hoskins if he would pray over the message this morning. Our Father, we thank you for the privilege of this hour and to hear your word. Yes. may be seated. Brother Hoskins' parents were dear friends of ours. My wife and I, we started out in the ministry years ago. And how many of you remember Brother and Sister Wilbur Hoskins? Of course, old couple. And uh, they were old when I met them. They were old uh, when I said goodbye to them when they left this world. They were always old. They were always old. But I'll tell you what, they had a lot of zeal and spizz and spunk and oomph. And uh, they'd come to stay with us for sometimes days at a time, and uh, you just couldn't keep them down. They just loved the Lord with all their heart, and I still think about her every time I hear the words of the song, I'm a millionaire, and I think about her singing that song, and I think about that part where she got in there, I'm a millionaire, and she kind of threw those words in, bless God, you know, sort of threw that in there. As Brother Hoskins uh, strummed on the guitar. Yeah, I have so many memories, so many memories, Brother Hoskins, uh, brother, this Huskins, Mike, his brother Bill, was a good friend of ours, and uh, from Columbus, Ohio, my home area, and uh, just I remember those those days. And uh, it's going to be a great reunion day when we get to heaven, isn't it? It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day when we get there. Think about loved ones that are uh, going on. I'm somewhere in the in that age bracket where a lot of a lot of my friends have already gone. And uh, I don't know what that feels uh, like to you, but it kind of makes me think I'm getting older. And uh, I think about all those that have gone on. And I'm just thankful for everyone that leaves this world with grace in their heart. Oh, just to know that there's a bright future. There's a bright future when you leave this world with grace in your heart. And really, that's the reason for this season. It's all about grace. It's all about grace. And I'm going to talk to you about that for a little while this morning, using for a text the words that are found in verse number 16. And of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. This is a verse that uh, we've read countless times. We've read through the Gospels and read through the story of uh, John's recording and the uh, the Christmas story and we've read it countless times. But um, I don't know, this year was just different. This year for the first time ever in my life, I read this many times. But this time these words just jumped off the page to me and uh it's just it's just grace and yet more grace for there in that verse number 16 it says and grace for grace now there's some discussion as to what was being said here Some say that it's referring back to the Old Testament grace, and that that grace is now done away with, and the new grace is ushered in through the New Testament. I'm not going to discount that at all. I could very well uh, see that uh, being the case. But I thought, as I go through, generally speaking, there's four uh, beliefs along this verse, this passage. Uh, None of them really uh, negate the other one at all. I think they kind of work in conjunction. Uh, with each other. But I want to look at it in one particular uh, area today uh, that I think goes along with a lot of other places in Scripture. And that is simply this, uh, there's grace new every day. There is grace new every day uh, for your life, for what you face. Uh, It's just made available. But I feel this way You cannot, and I'll talk about this a little later, but you cannot experience the grace you need for tomorrow if you don't allow grace to be present in your life today. It's not just that God just dumps it out one time upon us, but it's there and it's measured out to us, It's meted out to us, it's given out to us as we need it. Paul said, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory of God. In, in Robertson's New Testament word pictures, he gives a, a little illustration, a little scenario. He says, he says, here is the picture. This is the picture of this grace. Uh, it, it's, it's taking the place of grace like manna. And he refers back to the Old Testament like manna that was fresh uh, each morning, uh, new grace for the new day, and the new services to come, we remember the account in Exodus uh, where Moses told the people, only gather what you need for today. Only gather what you need for today. Now, there's a reference there you can read about where some gathered more than they needed, perhaps, and others gathered a little less than they needed, perhaps, but in the end, they had just the amount that they needed every single day. But he said, don't gather more than you need, symbolizing to me, inferring to me, that there was more grace than they, they there was more grace or more manna present than what they could gather. He said, don't gather any more than what you need for, what you can consume today, lest it be for the Sabbath. And he gave them permission to gather uh, for two days. But that would just uh, seem to me that if he had to give that kind of instruction that there could have been, there could have been, there would have been more there than what they actually needed for one particular day. And so he says, uh, to them, uh, you'll not be able to, to use all that's there present. Notice, he, he didn't say to them, gather, gather every bit and piece that you see, lest you run short. There was plenty of it for today, and tomorrow there would be more and a fresh, abundant supply. So when I think about that man back there in Exodus... And maybe chapter 17, somewhere about there. When I think about that back there in Exodus, and I think about grace today, uh, I see so many similarities. Like in Robertson's uh, book had said, Paul also said this to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. It was that grace of God that brought us the grace of God. God decided that you and I needed grace. Julia Johnson, she was from Ohio originally, out in an area where we we lived, and uh, she wrote the song that some of us, or most of us maybe you're familiar with, Marvelous Grace of Our Loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, Yonder on Calvary's Mount outpoured there where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. Sin and despair, like the sea waves cold, threatened the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace. I like this part. She said, freely bestowed on all who believe. You who are longing to see his face, will you this moment his grace receive? And then the chorus went, grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon, I like that, and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. I really like this part. Grace that is greater than all our sin. Our text says, and of his fullness, We have all received grace for grace. His grace is not limited. His grace is not a rare thing. Quite the contrary. There is sufficient for today and an abundant supply. And accordingly, tomorrow there will still be more than enough. As your days are, so shall your strength be. The grace of God was wrapped in swaddling clothes that first Christmas morn. But you know from then till now every day there's been enough for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl and ever since and there ever will be. Just exactly what is grace? I think Adrian asked this question this morning. That's where I thought maybe he would get on mine, but he didn't. He got close. Just exactly what is grace, pastor? Well, it's multifaceted. It's multi-layered and it's multidimensional. So it's kind of hard just to put it in a little box. And say it here. The fact of the matter is, I'll go out on a limb and say grace could be to you something that it might not be to somebody across the aisle. Because grace is there to meet your needs, whatever your needs would be, and maybe you have needs that somebody else uh, doesn't have or have, or vice versa. But it includes this, but it's not limited to this. The application of Christ's righteousness to the sinner—that's grace. It's the way of reconciliation. That's grace. It's power to live a spotless, sinless life. That's grace. It's the influence of the Holy Spirit in renewing the heart and helping that heart to refrain from sin. It's spiritual improvement and instruction and edification. It's mercy and pardon and undeserved favor conferred. It's strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. It's unmerited love, somebody mentioned in Sunday school, and it's saturated kindness. It's light in the midst of the darkness. It's the spring and the source of all benefits to mankind that they receive of God to include the spiritual and the emotional and the physical and the material. It's forgiveness when we deserved none. That's grace. It's the basis for faith. It's compassion when there was none. It's hope for the hopeless, rest for the weary, comfort for the hurting, peace for the trouble. It's the bestowing of eternal life and the canceling of the sting of death. But best of all, it's freely given. Grace is freely given in an abundant supply. And of his fullness we have received. Is that your testimony this morning? Of his fullness we have received grace for the moment. And when that moment is past and a new moment comes, there's grace present then. We receive pardon and purity and peace and hope and joy and power and eternal life. But these are just the consequences of receiving Jesus Christ. What we really receive is the very person of Jesus, the Savior of the world, the very Son of God in our hearts to dwell in His fullness. Grace is the benefit of Christ. Who wouldn't want it? Who wouldn't want Him? And yet why do so many reject Him? He's everything good. Jesus is altogether lovely. Why would anyone want to go a day without him? Grace is so amazing, so wonderful, so enabling, so enlightening, so powerful, so rewarding. And yet one of the saddest verses of the Bible is found just a few verses earlier. Verse number 11, he came to his own and his own received him not. But on the contrary, they treated him poorly, ungrateful. They would not acknowledge him as their Messiah. They would not believe on him for salvation. They really just cast him aside. Jesus himself said, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. The manna is before you, the bread of life, The bread of heaven it's present but you neglect you procrastinate you you reject isaiah said oh everyone that thirsteth come ye to the waters and he that hath no money come ye buy and eat yea come buy wine and milk without money and without price this part has always stuck out to me wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread And your labor for that which satisfieth not. But then I see mercy. Hearken diligently unto me. And ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me. Here. And your soul shall live. He offered them grace upon grace. One supply being piled on top of another new life for the old one, light for the darkness, peace for the restlessness, encouragement for the downhearted, robes for their rags, cleanliness for their filthiness. But they rejected him. Remember the story of the loaves and the fish? It was multiplied according to the need of the people. 5,000 were fed. And in the end, there was more taken up in spare than they started with. Alexander McLaren offers a beautiful illustration here, I think. He said, just as a careful gardener will stand over a plant that needs water and will pour the water on the surface until the earth has drunk it up and then add a little bit more. So Jesus Christ gives step by step, measure by measure, grace for grace. And in an uninterrupted bestowal, yet regulated according to the absorbing power of the heart that receives it. He went on to say, underlying that great thought are two things, the continuous communication of grace, God to manward, and the progressive communication of grace. He said, we have here the continuous communication of grace, God is always pouring Himself out upon us through Jesus Christ. There is the perpetual outflow of Him. It's just what God does. If there's not a perpetual inflow in us from Him, it's not His fault and it's not His will. He is always giving. His intention is that our lives shall be continually receiving. When I read that, I thought, the reality is, we can never receive what we need for the next episode if we fail to make use of what he has given us for the last. God will not give us what we need for tomorrow if we squander away what is intended for today, nor will he give us what we need for tomorrow before we need it. This is a daily walk, a daily supply. One can never depend on God for all their tomorrows if they're neglecting grace today. I want him there for me tomorrow, don't you? He's not obligated to your future if you receive him not today. He does not even offer grace for tomorrow until you utilize today's. This grace upon grace is something that when you receive, when you accept, when you apply, it replenishes automatically. It does hurt me to say this. But the fact is, I've watched people over and over take no interest in what Jesus offers today, only to be troubled and tormented tomorrow. And then they wonder aloud, where is God now? Why is God allowing this? What is God doing this for? And not always, but sadly, many times, they start blaming God for failing them. When the truth is, he's offered them everything. Everything. Grace upon grace, goodness, blessing, joy, peace, contentment, hope, and eternal life. Folks, can I tell you the God of this world is altogether lovely. He is good all the time. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all Everyone, you, me, everyone should find eternal life. Don't forfeit what you'll certainly need down the road by refusing to accept his grace that he's already given. This Christmas season, remember, Jesus came for you. He came to save you. He came to set you free. He came to settle you. He came to secure for you a home in heaven. Enjoy the riches of grace now. And really, the riches of grace forever. I think it was Tom Hayes, I'm not sure, but I believe it's Tom Hayes to be the author that wrote this song that came to my mind as I was preparing this sermon. All of grace is my story. All the way from earth to glory. Since by grace he lifted me from sin and woe. Living grace. He has extended, as on him my heart depended. He'll give new grace when it's my turn to go. There's been grace for every mile. That's my testimony. There's been grace for every trial. That's my testimony. There's been grace sufficient from his vast supply. Grace to make my heart more tender. Grace to love and Pray for sinners, but there'll be new grace when it's my time to die. Because it's grace not yet discovered, grace not yet uncovered, grace from his bountiful store, grace to cross the river. I like this grace to face forever. There'll be new grace I've not needed before. From John Newton's song, I want to wish Merry Christmas to you from amazing grace. That's the gift. Grace, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Shall we stand? Brother Neil Zimmerman, you dismiss us in prayer.